I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today we have such a fun episode. We are going to be recapping our first ever Artie Friends podcast group trip to Costa Rica. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was so much fun. I'm still living off the high of that entire trip. And yeah, I can't wait to recap it all for you guys. Any other thoughts on the trip before we do our catch up and then get into it? Mm, Let's save it. Let's have everyone on the edge of their seats. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to save all the fun, juicy stories for you guys. But I guess first, catch up on our back to normal lives back in Omaha and St. Louis. Allison, anything exciting going on this week? Okay, yeah. Catching up for me, the last day of the Costa Rica trip, I actually did a little pit stop, if that's what you want to call it, in Colombia, because it was about the same price for me to fly back from Costa Rica to Omaha as it was to do a one-way from Costa Rica to Colombia and then a one-way from Colombia back to Omaha. So I was like, you know what? That'll be great. I'll decompress. I'll work remotely. And it was like our trip ended on a Saturday. So I was like, it'll be just Sunday to Wednesday. Anyway, it'll be great. And for the most part, it was nice. But the adrenaline, you know, when you're like, 
doing either physical activity or you're on a high from something and then the adrenaline stops and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm like so tired. I feel like that's what happened. And I also got my period Mm -hmm. and I also had altitude sickness. So I was just kind of down bad. So I did book myself a massage at this place called Ba, B-A-W, Ba Thai Massage in Bogota. (laughs) And Oh my God, it was the best massage I've ever had. Like basically, I'm just telling myself that I went to Colombia to get a massage because that yeah. was like honestly worth it. And with it was a two hour massage with a 30 minute hot bath before. And then they made you shower before and after and then took you into this little room and gave you hot tea. Like I have never had a massage like that where they make you get clean before. Like Mm-hmm. Have you? I mean, I guess if you go to like a spa, that sounds like a nice spa day. But other than that, other than going, because I have done a massage where you go and you do the hot baths before and like the sauna and like all that stuff, but not going to a massage where they make you shower before now. Yeah. Which is kind of gross that they don't do that. <laughs> no, literally, I was thinking about it for the masseuse and I was like, we, I'm kind of feeling sad for masseuse all over the world that they just have to like raw dog massage Ew. people that like they could be coming in in any hygienic state. Like I really liked that this place had you shower beforehand so then yeah. like I felt clean, the masseuse felt clean. And with the Thai <laughs> massage, she was also like on the table with me. So she was like yes. all up on me. It was quite an experience. Thai massages are crazy. I've only gotten one once. And then I think when I was in Costa Rica, because I also got a massage on my last day, because I stayed a day after everybody else. How you say you go to Colombia just for massage. I literally stayed an extra day in Costa Rica just to get a massage. But she also got on the table and I literally like jumped a little bit. I was like, I forget that that happens because I, I don't get that many massages, but never in the ones I've gotten in the US do they like get on the table. That's so funny. The same thing happened to me. It startled me. Oh my God. Same. And I didn't know what she was trying to have me do with my body because then at the end she was also cracking me and I was like (laughs) I couldn't tell how she wanted me to like move my arms like over my head and stuff and I was like oh Mm -hmm. she's cracking me got it okay yeah no that's so wild oh my god but it did feel absolutely amazing. I would do it again. And, you know, just the best part about getting services like that in a foreign country, such as, you know, Southeast Asia, Central and South America, for the whole experience, tax, a generous tip and everything, it was like $105. Like that mm, would have easily yeah. been 400 in Omaha. Oh, yeah. Massages are crazy in the U.S. The one I mentioned going to the spa and we got a 60-minute massage, but you had access to like the pools and the saunas and everything. I think it was like two something, 200, maybe 250. So I'm like, oh my gosh, ouch. Yeah. So if you guys are traveling (laughs) anywhere like that soon, definitely recommend taking the day to get a massage for yourself because that was like the gift that kept on giving. And after I got that, it like cured my illnesses. Like I I came back alive. Mm. Well, that sounds so lovely. Anything else happened in Colombia or was it mostly just breaking up that travel home? Um... Well, I definitely could have like died the first day when I got there. And I made an an in-depth post on Lemonade if you guys want to like go look at it there. But I am reminded that I am a pretty seasoned traveler and like I'm really in touch with my intuition. And I feel like I'm always on here like solo travel, go do it. It's fun. It's fine. You're gonna be totally safe. And like I've always had good experiences, but I was reminded 
upon arrival to Colombia, which that was my third time there. Like I love Colombia. This is no shade to Colombia at all, but my flight got in well after midnight. And so by the time I went through customs, got some foreign currency, like it was one something. And before I got on the flight, I just like had like an inkling to reach out to my Airbnb host. And I was like, hey, could I get your guys' number on WhatsApp? Like with the really late arrival, I just would love another point of contact. And the girl was like, I mean, sure. But the buzzer, like there's a doorman, they're up 24 seven. And I was like, okay, cool. Just like precautionary. And normally I wouldn't do something like that because I'd always be like, it's fine. But then I got there and I asked my taxi driver, I gave him an extra $10 in cash. And I was like, will you wait with me here until I get in? And he was like, yes, sure. And sure enough, it took like 20 minutes of buzzing the door for no one to ever come. And this is the oh most dangerous neighborhood. Like if you look up La Candelaria, La, I don't know how you say it exactly. It is like, do not be out after dark. And you know, Nomadic Matt, mm-hmm. he even has an article on his page that he got knifed in broad daylight in that neighborhood. And so, oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely just like an, an area where you want to keep your, your wits about you. And so for me to be like having my laptop over my shoulder and my suitcase and being a little white girl at 1.30 in the morning, like lost, basically, like definitely draws some attention. So I just like had the taxi driver wait with me. And then since no one was answering, I had him call the WhatsApp number since I was like, he can speak Mm -hmm. Spanish. He'll get this across a lot faster. And the girl's husband had like fallen asleep and wasn't answering. So then they came and opened the door. But if I hadn't a got currency to have cash to pay him more, because no one's just going to wait for you for 30 minutes if you're not, you know, getting compensated in some way. And then if I hadn't asked for the number and had him stay and everything, like I could have basically just been in the middle of this neighborhood by myself with nowhere to go because nothing was open at that time. And they say to definitely not get a taxi in Bogota, like just off the street, like you need to do it through the Uber app because there's a lot of like unregistered taxis and they will take you on this thing called the millionaire's ride where they basically take you to the bank and drain all of your accounts and take your phone and all those lovely things. So I wouldn't have even probably just felt comfortable like if I saw another taxi drive by, I'd be like, hey, Mm-mm. like take me back to the airport, I guess, which was like half an hour away. Like I don't really know where I would have gone, probably the airport or looked up like a hotel nearby. Yeah. But yeah, just like a reminder especially if you're traveling alone as a female to like give yourself some safety nets when doing things like that. And normally I don't like to arrive in a new a new or foreign country after dark anyway, but I figured since I had been there, it would be okay. I mean, you're braver than me. I would not, I can't do an Airbnb by myself. That's just like too scary. I, I feel like I'm a hotel, maybe the second night, but oh, that's that's scary for me to do an Airbnb by myself. I know, but what was funny was I was thinking back on it because I like didn't have any fear in that moment because I was like, you know what? Intuition says it's fine. We're doing the right things. But when you guys went snorkeling on the trip, I'm like, yeah, I'm good on the boat. (laughs) Yes. Like different fears. Yeah. Of different things. Yeah. Because right when I got in, there was like a big stingray and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need to be in there. That's fine. Yeah. No, that's really scary. I'm glad you messaged them. That sounds absolutely terrifying. If you were stuck outside alone, like I I don't know what I would have done. So a good reminder. But that's why we love the group trips because safety in numbers, like during our Costa Rica trip, we had no such 
flight <laughs> no instances. <such> or <laughs> right, yeah, no such being in the most dangerous neighborhoods. No such thing being alone. Um, no, yeah, that's a good reminder. Do you remember when you and I went to Cartagena, at, which is also in Colombia, for anyone listening, we went to Libertario, the, that coffee roaster, and I was like taking all the pictures of the oh, beans because yeah. it had like just opened. Yeah. They also have a location in Bogota. So I went there because I was like, oh, cute. It's like our it's like our Wait, little spot. That's so cute. So they had expanded since we've been. I think the original was either in Medellin or Bogota, and then they opened okay. the one that we went to. No, that was a very nice coffee shop. Bright, good branding, good vibes. We met someone there. Some person was talking to us. Yeah, we were there for a long time. We were there for like two hours (laughs) and it was just to get a coffee. Like it was not a work sit down on our laptops hang. It was truly us just being in awe of this place and how nice it was. And everyone was really nice there. Yeah, it was a good vibe. So I was like, okay, I have to go back. But if anyone does go to Bogota, my few takeaway tips are one, very high altitude. It's 8,700 feet up there. So just prepare yourself if that's something that you get sick with easily. Yeah, because Medellin is not that high and Cartagena is at sea level. So like I just did not even think that it was going to be so high up there. And then the cool neighborhood, like the trendy hip area, is called Chaparino. And I went over there pretty much every day. And it's much more safe. It's fun. There's really adorable, like, vegan restaurants and coffee shops and hip stores. So I would definitely recommend staying in that neighborhood if you happen to end up there. Okay. And then did you find that out once you were there? I recognized it before, but my Airbnb in La Candelaria was $147 for four nights. Mm. And it was like this cool like roof situation. And I knew I just kind of wanted to decompress and like be alone. So I was like, honestly, I don't really like need to be where all the action is happening. Like I'll just Uber over there and then like go home by myself at night. Yeah. Because if I would have gotten an Airbnb in the hip neighborhood, it probably would have been like a hundred dollars a day. Okay. So I saved like five hundred dollars probably. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I still like Medellin so much more. Kind of feel bad saying that, but Bogota has 11 million people. 11 million. Is it very, I haven't been to Bogota or Medellin. How is it spread out or does it feel like there's 11 million people in one place? It feels like there's 11 million people. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of gives um, Mexico City vibes. Okay, cool. And I love Mexico City, but my one complaint about it is like the smog and the smell that all that traffic and pollution makes. And Bogota was like that too. Like there was like a lot of people wearing masks. Like I really think because of the air quality. And I kind of forget that that's like a thing. Like living in the Midwest where there's like not really pollution like that. I'm like, oh, I forget that people live in places where you walk out your door and there's just like smog. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely not something I think about on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Me either. So my heart goes out to anyone that lives in a place like that because like it it like was also adding to my sickness. I'm sure you get used to it, but can't be good for you. No, that's terrible. Anyway, which I share all that too, because I feel like usually we come on and we're like, all these trips are amazing. And most of my trips are fabulous. But every once in a while, you get one where it's just like, it just was. And this was one it of those. Just it just it was. was. <laughs> it was a pit stop. I mean, maybe that's why using the word pit stop makes sense. Because pit stop doesn't sound very glamorous. 
<laughs> Other than the massage, this sounds like a true pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. If I could go back, I would have, one of the days, I would have gone to the countryside and rode horses. Mm. I really wanted to, but the only day that they had availability was the day I was leaving. And then I had to like check out of the Airbnb and I was like, I don't want to deal with the suitcase thing. But yeah, I am on a mission in the next, I don't know, a couple months or something. Like I have been craving riding a horse. Oh my gosh, that's fun. I wish we did that in Costa Rica. I know. That would be really fun. Well, Connor's uncle has horses in Iowa. We could go to Iowa. Yeehaw, sign me up. You can, You seriously <laughs> could ride one if you want me to figure out a way. We can make it happen. Mount Pleasant, Iowa. How far is that from Omaha? Probably like five hours, I would guess. Maybe four. <laughs> Maybe it's not that far. I would say four or five. <sighs> It just, it feels so nice to ride a horse. I thought your family had horses. Oh, yeah, they do. I could call my aunt. Oh, okay, good. It's just eight and a half hours away. Oh. Yeah, and without a car. I mean, like, I could go. Mm. And it's been on my to-do list for a while to go back to the town that my mom is from in South Dakota and see all my family up there and channel my South Dakota. But... Without a car, it just really has been a minute. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. While you're talking, I just Googled Omaha to Mount Pleasant, and it's four hours and 14 minutes. And it reminded me of this TikTok that was like this girl had a stand-up bit, and she was like, why are guys so obsessed with knowing the population of different cities? And I'm like, why am I that guy? I feel like I'm also obsessed with knowing the distances from places in Mm. our driving time. That's your Roman Empire? (laughs) That might might be my Roman Empire. Like, I love looking up a good driving distance. Like, I'm just curious. I want to know. I'm with you on the population thing, though. Or like the map. I also want to know that, too. Do you want to know that, too? Always. Like, immediately when I got to Bogota, I was like, how many people are here? (laughs) I gotta know. What's the population? (laughs) Like, I need to know. I I don't know why, but I I always want to know. Same. Like, even if, if I am on a road trip and I end up in some tiny town, I'm like, is this a 1500 tiny town or is this a 7000 tiny town? I need to know. Yeah. Because there's different. a difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Important things. Did you see the TikTok on the Roman Empire conversation? How for girls, it's thinking about their ex-best friend. Oh my God, no. That's funny though. And the whole comment section, everyone was like, it's basically like, girls across the board like every day they're just thinking about their ex-best friend and people were like yeah it's been 14 years but I still think about her every day oh my gosh yeah and there was like I mean I would agree I would definitely I definitely think about my ex-best friends more than not more than often yeah I think about ex-boyfriends and ex-best friends often for sure yeah because I feel like to me it's also like if I'm doing something that either you like did that together or you do that Mm -hmm. thing because they did it it like just comes into your brain I'm not usually sitting there like oh I miss them so much it's not really like Mm -hmm. in the I miss you way it's just like it comes into awareness yeah or like you think of something like you said that reminds them reminds you of them or they're supposed to be at this with me or things that you think that you thought you were going to do together and then you're doing it and you're like, oh, this person's not here. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I never could think of what my Roman Empire was because I couldn't find a parallel because I feel like that's just such a unique man experience to think about the Roman Empire because I'm like, there's no one topic in history or culture like that that I think about all the time. But I like that example because I can relate to that. I think another one for me would be germs. Oh. <laughs> I unfortunately just think about germs 
all day, every day. Like, let's yeah. say, um, like someone comes into my apartment with me. Like, let's say Clay brings in groceries and like the same grocery bag that was like on the ground at some point, like do not come in and put that on my countertop. Like all my brain can think right. about is like, there were germs on the bottom of that bag and now they're on the counter and now I don't want to cook on the counter. And like what was on the shoes and like with the Airbnb as I'm cleaning, I'm like, did they flick boogers everywhere? Like my, oh. my brain just like it does. And even when you're like wiping in the bathroom and you can see like the little rolls of toilet paper, like teeny ones. Like that, pieces of toilet like, paper? Like that, yeah, that like ball up from Ew. when you wiped. Like Gross. I just, everything. And then I think about fruit and how many people touched it and produce when they're like at the grocery store trying to find the right one. And even the cardboard boxes and what the inside of the truck was like, that the food was on. I can't. It like really fucks me up all day, every day. <laughs> There's the only thoughts I have on germs. Sometimes I'm like, I think I should be more grossed out by this, but I'm just not. And that's, oh, that's probably the so opposite. I wish it's just an all day, everyday thing. Like when I got home from Columbia, I was so grossed out, like airports, airplanes disgust me and then it's like getting in all the ubers i got home i peeled my clothes off so fast immediately and everything shower every single thing that was in my suitcase washed i took all my makeup out of my makeup bag wiped down every single thing with a clorox wipe deep cleaned my entire apartment i'm sure there were more but like jesse texted me and she was like how's everything going post-trip and i was like oh i'm in the middle of an, a manic cleaning episode it's not going well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do feel gross. The airports are gross. You're you're spot on with that. I feel like if you're not grossed out when you come home from the airport, you need to reevaluate because, ew. I know. And I can't. I could go on for so long. But yeah. that is just like the huge downfall of travel That's for me. Your Roman Empire. <laughs> yep. And then I, yeah, it's just like the day after I get home, I have to have like a whole day to like feel normal again. And even though I know that my things that were in my apartment were here and they didn't get dirty, I'm like, they still have to be cleaned because somehow while I was gone, they got dirty or something. I mean, I guess catching up here, I just got back from Florida, uh, straight from Costa Rica. I went to Connor's family vacation in 30A. I've been listening. I talked about this last year and they were four, I'm sure, because we go every October. But yeah, 30A is just such a nice place. We stay in Rosemary Beach, if anyone listening is familiar, but was there for a week, actually shorter than a week because I flew in. I got in Sunday night and we left Friday morning. So it was a very quick week and I did have to work the whole time and totally relate to how you were saying the vacation in Costa Rica was so fun. But then or I guess you didn't say this on the pod. Maybe we said this before we hopped on. But the minute you get back, everything just hits you and you are back to reality and it just with every year, I feel like I get older. The reality of coming back from a vacation is so much worse because you just have so much more responsibility. I just had so much to do and so many videos to edit from the Visit California shoot and just so many emails to send, TikToks to post, reels to post, content to create for other stuff. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So it really was not. I mean, but Costa Rica was a vacation, so I can't complain. But this really was just working remote from the beach. And it was the perfect weather for that, though. So I'm so grateful. It was like sunny and 80, which is the perfect temperature to work on your phone on a towel at the beach because your phone's not overheating. You're not sweating your butt off. Like it was just it was really nice. So 
Love Rosemary Beach. And then also me and Connor got our engagement photos taken by Jesse, our friend, your friend. He's a photographer in Omaha. And it was so fun. They so, looked so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you. In case you're wondering and want my feedback, I have 13 screenshots of my favorite ones of that if you oh my want gosh. feedback. Yes. Please send them over. That's it's so true, though, of looking at photos of yourself and you wouldn't pick the ones that you think you look good in versus the ones that other people think you look good in. Totally. So I will, I'll happily take that feedback. Me and Connor took some more formal ones. I wore this dress. You wore a nicer outfit, I would say. And then we switched into more casual fit, which I like that that's a thing now. You get some more casual outfit photos on an engagement shoot because it's just nice to have photos together. Not as dressed up. It kind of shows off your personality a little bit, I feel like. So I did a little swimsuit and jeans and a button-up. And he did jeans, I think, and a button-up. Yeah. And it was really fun. They splashed around the waves. It was at sunset. It was, yeah, Jesse did a great job. It was really good having her there. Because, yeah, she flew in from Omaha to take these, which is so extra. But I just liked having someone who I already have rapport with. And I had to do small talk. I also did not have the time. I was telling you this. I just did not have the time to like find a local photographer and research and book and email and do all the back and forth. Like just booking Jesse and she was down and available was just so much easier. Before you decided to take them there, like how did you and Connor know for sure? Like right when you guys got engaged, you're like, that's where we're going to do photos or how did that come to be? No, I think it just, we hadn't taken them yet (laughs) because neither one of us are like, jumping on the edge of our seat to get pictures together because we already have we already do have a lot of photos together so I think it just worked out that we knew that trip was coming up and by the time where I'm like okay we really need to get these photos done I feel like that was the summer I'm like we might as well just wait for that trip because I feel like the beach and mm-hmm. 30A since we've been going there every single year since like 2017 2018 I feel like that has history and that's part of our relationship and it's just such a pretty area and so gorgeous. So I'm like, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an important place like to his family. And then he's been bringing you and you have all these memories there. I feel like that's perfect. Yeah. So that was our beach trip. Really short. Um, And then on Friday, we broke up the drive. Another pit stop. (laughs) We did a pit stop in Birmingham where my parents now live because my brother plays baseball in Montevallo, Alabama, which is like 40 minutes south of Birmingham. So my parents live in Birmingham. And yeah, I went there Friday. Got there like Friday afternoon. Went to Riley, my younger brother's baseball weekend. They had like a little family weekend on Saturday. So they had a scrimmage and then we did, they had a barbecue. All the families and parents got to meet each other. That was fun. And then Sunday, no, we stayed Sunday. Stayed all day Sunday too. And then Monday morning at like 5 a.m. Me and Connor drove back, which is eight hours from Birmingham to St. Louis. So Honestly, waking up at 5 a.m. is such the move, though, for a road trip. I don't think I can do it any differently now. Yeah, no. that's My mom has always done that with us, too, ever since mm -hmm. we were kids. Like, if anything, I feel like she's leaving at, like, 3, 4. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you wait until, like, 9 or 10, you don't have any part of that day. No, you (laughs) fully waste the day. Like, I got back yesterday at 1 or 2, and I still had a whole day to do stuff and work and... I was exhausted, but you could at it least was so much better. Yeah. Do something. Take a shower, throw some laundry in. Yes. Or not be getting back when it's dark. I feel like I don't mind driving in the dark in the morning. Cause, you know, you see the sun rising. It's nice. But coming home to a dark pitch black is just so not the vibe. And you start to get tired. Like, 
not good. You're right. And if you do the three, four, five a.m. departure, if you're with people that can also drive, like one per, all you have to do is get into the car and then everyone else can nap. Yeah. Which sadly I had to, I wanted to nap, but I was working. I feel like I've just been nonstop having so much to do right now. But that's also like I've said in the show, like that's my life. I feel like things come and go in waves. Like this is just a very busy wave where I'm literally have some sort of commitment every second of my life right now. But once I get through these projects, I feel like it'll slow down a bit. And if anyone just so happens to be listening to this for the first to already friends for the first time ever, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a freelance producer. So I produce travel and tourism videos. And now as of recently, in the last year, I've been doing a lot of content creation for tourism boards. So going and filming videos that they'll either post on their page or I post on my page. So recently I just did Visit California and I'm editing reels that they'll post on their TikTok and Instagram reels. So full-on content creation for the brands. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff in the podcast and then also photography and videography for Iowa. I was doing photos. So just a little bit of everything. We love a jack of all trades. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. Did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate. Simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Okay, well, cool. that's enough about me. I feel like we can definitely go into peaks of the week. What's your peak? Mine is going to not just one, but two hockey games this weekend. So mm. my dad, he works at American National Bank. So they have a suite at the UNO's Baxter Arena, which is where the UNO Maverick hockey team plays. And so he asked Clay and I if we wanted to go on Friday night. But it was funny because like the day before that, Clay had got tickets for Saturday night. And so we were like, actually, yeah, let's just go Friday and Saturday night. And it was so fun. I totally unlocked a memory that hockey is hands down my favorite sport to watch. Like, you guys, I was a a hockey. I I don't even want to say the word because, you know, for like football, it's like Jersey chaser. Do you know what the hockey version is? Because I used to be one. (laughs) In high school. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> it is called Puck S-L-U-T. <laughs> oh, Puck Slut. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Puck Bunny. Oh, Puck Bunny is softer. That sounds not as aggressive. Yeah, that one's cuter. Puck Bunny is what the girls call themselves. <laughs> Puck Slut is what the hockey players call the girls. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> And this stemmed from (laughs) in middle school, one of my best friends in middle school, she had two brothers and they both played hockey. So we would always go to watch their practices and games. And her brothers were only like one to two years older and one to two years younger. So like really close to our age. So a lot of the boys on the team were our age. My, oh my God, wait, I'm just, I just remembered the story (laughs) of the guy. I'm not going to say his name, but the guy who I had The guy who I had my first makeout with, remember us talking about this? Yes. I don't know how we have not brought this up on the podcast yet. Is is this the moment? I think this is the moment. Guys, me and Allison (laughs) dated the same guy at the same time. But to me, unbeknownst to me, my relationship wasn't real. It was a prank. I was getting pranked by this kid's hockey teammates. That I, they told me that I was his girlfriend, that he wanted to ask me out. And I'm like in sixth grade, this like dumb dumb. I'm not cute. I'm not popular. I have braces. I'm like, wait, he wants to date me? And they're like, yeah, he wants to date you. And I literally for a whole month thought I was dating this man. And then one day they're like, you know, that was all a joke, right? Like you're not dating him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I knew that. Huh? And I had no idea. Turns out he's dating Allison. <laughs> <laughs> This is literally the most tragic story ever. It's so tragic. Like, also, like, I was texting him and he would text me back. Like, what is going on? I need to, we need to find him and get exclusive interview of what happened. Because, like, his two friends full on couldn't see that I was dating him. And I literally remember telling people that that we were dating and, like, I would text him and we were never dating. I never even really had met him or hung out with him. I just was convinced that we were dating. We had definitely met before, but not during that time. But yeah, he was dating Allison at the time. And we figured this out one day. And I've had it in the back of my mind that we need to bring this up on the podcast. Because usually when you're dating the same person at the same time as someone else, like you're actually dating them. (laughs) And that person knows that you're dating them. But no, I was just bullied. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe I was also getting pranked and he had a third real girlfriend. (laughs) But tell your side of the story. I mean... In the moment, there was really no story to tell, I guess, because (laughs) we were just... You're just living your life. Yeah, um, because he went to your high school, right? No, he. this is a middle school. So he went to the different middle school. I guess, oh my gosh, that's another realization. None of us went to the same middle school. I went to Russell. He was at 
Kiwit. No, you no, were. At I Kiwit. was at Kiwit. He was at what's the other one called? I don't know. The high tech one. Nor it's like north of Millard West. I remember they had like digital clocks. It was crazy. I just remember them being high tech. Oh my god. I don't gosh. know. He went to the other middle school. Beetle? And his friends, yes, Beetle. I think that's right. And his friends were in my homeroom. So I would see them every single day. Mm. And they were his teammates. And they would convince me that Jake like really liked me, wanted to ask me out, but he wanted his friends to ask me for him. Guys. What was my 11-year-old self thinking? See, I'm trying to go back. I don't exactly know how we like started dating. I just remember (laughs) our first makeout was at Tranquility. And it was like on a Saturday night while everyone is like ice skating around. And him and I are like sitting on the bench on the side. And we like had our, I don't know, probably not for him by the sounds of it. I had my first makeout. (laughs) (laughs) he has six girlfriends (laughs) at every middle school and this is where it gets worse so his hockey buddies decided to ball up like some fresh snow from the ice skating rink and they threw a snowball at us so in the middle of my first makeout i got a snowball to the face oh my gosh but so i feel like we need to cancel all of them (laughs) let's drop their names Drop some receipts. Because it's also weird, though, because the same people that bullied me, this sixth grade, like, I was legitimately friends with them in high school. So I'm like, where did my alliance, like, why am I such a pushover? Why was I nice to them ever after that? Maybe they just channeled the same energy that they were giving on the hockey rink, like, outside in real life. And at some point, they realized, like, okay. Manipulation. (laughs) But I can't even remember. I feel like we kind of dated for like a decent while because I even remember when it was football season, we were like still dating because we would go to those games at Scott, even though I like we weren't even there yet. And we'd like hang out on the soccer field at Scott. And I remember he had horrible grammar like his. Yeah. (laughs) Not a bright kid. (laughs) I'm honestly glad we weren't actually dating because I don't want to date someone with bad grammar. Ew. <laughs> what a time. Okay, so... <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, let's reel it back. What were, how did that come up? So I was a big hockey fan. And <laughs> then as I got older, still loved going... Like, even when I was a kid, I guess I should have taken it back further. Like, my parents would always take us to the Lancers games here. And my mom has always taught, you know, so we would often have tickets to it. So I just grew up really going to a lot of hockey games. And then my college boyfriend, he actually ended up at Nebraska because he played hockey there. So then we used to go to games and then he like refed some games and yeah, just a big hockey fan over here. And it was kind of fun because Clay like hadn't been too many games as an adult. He used to kind of go as a kid and he was getting as into it with me. And he's like, okay, suddenly like we're we're making going to hockey games our whole personality. Like it's... And the game, the Friday night game that we went to when we were in the suite, they tied 2-2 and then went into overtime and then had a shootout. So it was like a very energetic, fun, highly competitive game to like get us back into hockey. And then we came home on Sunday night and watched Miracle because we're like, you know, wow. at, this, at this point, we're, we're all in. <laughs> we're committing to the bit. But sadly, the bit will be ending because I looked at the schedule and there's only like four more home games. So what? 
yeah, they have like quite a few away and, and then it's like they just don't have that many games, I guess. I was thinking since they had two, one Friday night, one Saturday, and I was like, oh, we could just come three times a week. But it just <laughs> worked out that way. My ex was a big fan of the Minnesota Wild. I feel like that's a fun hockey team to cheer for. Well, I do want to shout. I feel like Omaha actually did have a big hockey presence because... I know that I became a hobby enthusiast in high school because one of my really good friends, Libby, like knew oh. all the boys because oh, they she all was knew. In it too. Oh yeah, Libby was in the scene. Yeah. Like, uh huh. She even <laughs> knew like the puck bunnies in other states. I'm like, how do you know all these people? This is crazy. The network went hard, but it, <laughs> all these guys would move to Omaha to play high school hockey because the programs in Omaha were like that much better than all these other states. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. That's actually how I know Libby. Oh my gosh. Wait, I didn't even know you knew Libby. It was from that era. That's well, I was right around there with her. So maybe we did cross paths in high school. <sighs> Good time. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> that chapter for me has been buried, but I'm happy that it's reopening for you. My last comment on it, and this is to sports fans across the board, every sport, all ages. Why are fans bullying the athletes? Like they're not like 22 year old actual people. Like they'd be like, number four, you fucking suck. It's like, dude, that is someone's child. Imagine like (laughs) go to Burger King with this little kid after. He's a child. You are a grown man yelling. And like just some of the comments, it's like, get the puck. It's like, really? I think they know. Pretty sure they're aware. I know. It's so cringe. I had actually, speaking of hockey, I will tell a story really quick then we can move on. But that happened at a hockey game that I was at. And there was this guy like, cheering and he wasn't mean. It was like, yeah, go team, go get him. Like, and when you said get the puck, it reminded me of that. But this guy was like cheering. It was not haggling. It was like, yeah, get after it. And this girl was sitting next to me and I'm like, I'm not associated with her, but she would turn around to this guy and be like, you know, they can't hear you, right? Like being such a bitch. And I was like, okay. And everyone was just like, I mean, he's not saying anything mean. He's being very positive. Like let the guy cheer. And she did it like three times. And then like he finally, it was really sad. He was just like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Like he didn't know what to say. Like he was just like, I don't know why I'm cheering. Like almost oh. like, it was like really sad. Like I literally, so then knowing me, if you guys know me, I'm not confrontational, but like I will stand up for somebody who's being wrongfully yelled at. I literally turned this girl and like, like, I, I don't know. I just like went off on her because I was just like, stop yelling at this poor man. He's being nice. He's cheering for the home team. If anyone needs to be checked, you need to be checked. Like, why are you being so negative? It's a sports event. I'm like, if you want peace and quiet, watch the game at home. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh my, and then I left because I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to know what she said. It was like at the end of the game. But I was like, girl, you're at a sports event. People are going to cheer. Like, don't yell at him. Yeah, that seems bizarre. Those are definitely two ends (laughs) of the other spectrum. Yeah, but Uh, I don't know why. You saying that reminded me of that. I'm like, I literally yelled at a girl because she was mad. If If she was mad that he was saying things like that, I would be on her side. 100%. It's like, yeah, like, don't yell at a grown man. But like positive stuff? Come on. Yeah, no. There's totally like good, positive, encouraging the players. Because <laughs> like Clay played D1 football and he's like, yeah, like when the crowd is into it, like it helps a lot. And like, and yeah. but I was like asking him, I'm like, did you ever have like horrible things said to you? 
like when you were playing, he's like, yeah, all the time. And it's like, that's so that's sad. That's so weird. To think, it's what like, is the psychology behind that? Like, why do these people think they're better than them? And Clay was like, all I wanted to say every time was like, okay, you come down here then. You, you yeah. Do it. Since you're so good and since you know exactly how we should have done it, grown, overweight, 65-year-old man, how about you come down here then? You do it. Yeah. Always love a, what's it say? <laughs> like a sideline coach or uh-huh. someone coaching from the stands. Yeah. No, thank you. Not here for that. So, yeah. The <laughs> Friday night when we were in the suite, loved that. But then on Saturday yeah. night when we were like in the crowd and there was a lot of anger, Ew. I was like, I just could do without that. Everyone needs to chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was going to say my peak of the week really quick. Probably just getting these stunning engagement photos. So shout out to Jesse Lee, young photography. We'll tag her in the show notes. Iconic. She travels. So book her. I would book her for my wedding, but she's already booked. RIP. So sad. But yeah, she did such a good job. And I think also spending time with my family in Birmingham was really, really nice. Yay. Okay. Yes. Your guys' peaks. Okay. Miranda said, passing my grad school midterms. Congratulations, Miranda. Love. We love a smart queen. Elsie said, going to a new Pilates studio and finding a new third place. I love that. Aaron said, having a fall date with my partner with apple ciders, pumpkin painting, and hocus pocus. So cute. It is really the end of fall right now, at least where I am, and it's so freaking cold. So I'm glad that you got to enjoy some final fall moments. I want to read like all of these. There's so many good ones. But Jillian said, completed sober September and sober October. Congratulations. I love to hear that. As always, send in your peaks on our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast. We put up a story box every Monday. And if you haven't heard, we have a new Listener of the Week segment. We post that on our Instagram as well. So make sure to follow us to find out who this week's Listener of the Week is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Costa Rica time, baby. (laughs) Costa Rica time. This is maybe one of four episodes where we start almost at the hour mark. That's okay. We had a lot to catch up on. I'm not even mad about it. Um, where to begin? Do we just want to go? I feel like we're gonna we need to give some context. So yes, about a year ago, maybe is when we probably started putting a group trip in the works, thinking like, okay, this would be really fun. Do we do something on our own? Do we try to go through a tour company? How many people should we invite? Like there was so many logistics before the concept of having the group trip even started. And we also wanted to make sure it was a place that you guys wanted to go. And then Kara and I were going back and forth. It was like, do we go somewhere where both Kara and I have been so that we know the lay Mm -hmm. of the land? Or do we uncover a new place with everyone? But After a whole lot of back and forth on all of those (laughs) things, we decided to work with a company called Trova Trip. And if you guys listen to a lot of podcasts or follow a lot of influencers, you're probably starting to see more of Trova Trip. Do you want to explain what Trova Trip is? Yeah, I mean, basically, like you said, they're the travel tour agency that helps coordinate really fun group trips for people with communities. So for us, it was already friends podcast. Maybe for another creator, it's their following or it could be outdoorsy gals, like a group around one topic or different groups and stuff. So yeah, we decided to work with them and it was really great. We had such a good experience. They helped us launch the trip. We sold it out within 48 hours. I think it sold out Mm -hmm. within two days and helped us kind of narrow down, like you said, which locations we're thinking about. So we had to go to Costa Rica. And yeah, I think we launched it back in February of 2023. And then it finally happened. October 15th was the first day. It was a week long. 
what, 21 of us came out for this trip, which was crazy. We had a whole big bus, which was so fun. Yeah. At first, like transparently before we went on the trip, I was like kind of sharing with Kara, like my, uh, I don't even want to say like my apprehension around doing the school bus trip type of like, I had never been on a group trip where you like have a tour guide and you're with a group going around to these predetermined activities. So I was a little like, ah, is everyone going to enjoy this? Because I personally don't know if I really like to travel like that because I usually like to do solo or like with clay or like one to two friends. So I was just kind of worried, like, will this be too cheesy? Like, will everyone have a good time? And oh my gosh, even from someone who's not usually into like that type of travel or like excursions, I loved it. So if you're someone Mm -hmm. like me, who's like a little more independent and likes to do things off the beaten path that maybe you're thinking, eh, I don't know if a group trip would be for me. Highly recommend reconsidering and giving it a try because it really was not about where we were or what we were doing. It was the community and getting to know everyone. And then I felt like all the activities were just like the cherry on top. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I cannot echo what you said about loving the style enough. I didn't even realize I hadn't been on a group trip like this. Maybe where a tour company had put on maybe since 2018, I think was the last time I went on a trip like this. And I forgot how amazing it is because it's just so nice to just show up and know that every single thing from A to Z is being taken care of by your travel tour guide, which our tour guide's name was Alejandro. He took care of us. He rallied the troops, got all the girls together, got us from point A to point B. And I literally had a moment on the trip where I'm like, this is so not stressful. And I feel like in my last trips, I feel like I'm typically the one that leads the group, which I'm fine with. Like, that's my job as a travel producer. So it's my job during work. And it kind of translates over to my own trips too, being the one who drives the car, who gets the rental car, who books the flights, hotels, everything. And it just like felt so nice to just show up and just get my booty on the bus and I could just sit down and didn't have to turn my brain on and be like, okay, what are we doing for lunch? You guys are hungry for Asian food. You're hungry for Italian food. You're hungry for this. Okay, we got to find someone that a place that everyone agrees on. Okay, how far is it? Okay, like all of that you didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice. A hundred percent. I feel like that's why there was no drama. Because yeah, I feel like that's usually if you're like with a big group of girls, like that's where maybe those fights kind of happen because it's like, well, we want to do this and we are going to go there. And like, oh, well, I didn't want to spend money on that, but now we're going. And since everything was done in advance, there was no really room to like disagree on things. It was just decided. Yeah. And if you didn't want to partake in something, you could still sit it out or order something else. But the big decisions we're done in advance. So like you said, we get on the bus and we can just talk to each other. It's not like, okay, who's on maps? Okay, who's on Ox? Okay, like, is there a free parking? Do we need to like, all those millions of things that you have to think about when you're traveling that I guess are so much a part of how I usually travel that I didn't really realize how amazing it was to not have to do that. And suddenly I'm just like the biggest fan. I'm like, let's let's do five group trips a year. Like, yeah. let's go. And it was so crazy to compare. So I went to Costa Rica in 2021 without a tour guide. We went by myself and my brother and sister. And then to compare it to this trip, I was in similar places in Costa Rica by ourselves. I did not see any wildlife last time I was there. I had, which it's crazy because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I was probably within 
feet, inches of wildlife last time, but I didn't know what to look for. And to have someone like Alejandro be like, oh, there's a sloth right above your head. Oh, that's a shoe can. Oh, there's a red tree frog. Like all these things is so nice because I feel like, again, last time I was kind of hoping, we were really hoping to see a sloth or some sort of animals. We saw nothing because we just didn't know what to look for. Also just have to have a resource. We would be like, Alejandro, what's this mean? What's this? And he would just be an open book for us. Happy to share history. Happy to share translations or information on things. I just could not get over how useful it was to have that local with us the whole time. I know. Alejandro was literally the best guide we could have got. And that was another area that I was worried about. Like, okay, we're going to have some guy with us with all these girls for a week. Like, I (laughs) hope that he... Like, that's a a hard ask. There are very few guys that could hang out with a group of girls like that and just blend right in and be Mm -hmm. such a great asset to the group. So we got so lucky with that as well, because I think every person can agree, like Alejandro made it better. And that could have been an area where it's like, okay, our guide was kind of weird and we had to hang out with him the whole time, but it was not like that at all. No, he was 100 out of 10. Alejandro (laughs) was the man. He, like you said, jumped right into our crazy girl group dynamics and even hung out with us outside of the times. Like when we had downtime, he would happily join us and we were down to have him and it was so fun. And he knew the vibe because there was, Mm -hmm. I think it was Wednesday of the trip. We didn't have a pre-planned dinner like built into the itinerary, but we told Alejandro like, okay, we want to go to a nice restaurant It was Kylie on the trip's birthday. So we want to go somewhere cute and everyone wants to get dressed up. Where should we go? And he literally wouldn't even tell us like what it was called. He was like, just trust me. And (laughs) all of us went and got ready. And and Juan, our bus driver, like shout out to them because they did not have to. They went above and beyond. He did not have to plan that dinner. They did not have to take us there. And yeah, they picked the little perfect restaurant. It was so cute. Delicious food, big, long table, made ordering for a group so easy and just allowed us to be present in the dinner and not have to think about all those things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Usually group trips stress me out, but Alejandro always, like you said, picked the best places that either he took our orders beforehand and we showed up, the food was ready, which I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're rolling in luxury, which it was not (laughs) like a luxury price, but it was just, it was such nice amenities. Or like you said, he found a restaurant that had the aesthetic, didn't make you all pay on one bill. Like we all got to go up to the cash register and pay for our certain items. Oh my God. It was just the least stressful trip of my entire life. And it's exactly what you said. I think when you think about a why for a trip, this why for our trip was make friends, hang out with the community. It was all about bonding, gathering, And with this layout, it could not have provided that why more perfectly. Yeah. And another point of concern is I was like, okay, this is a very large group of girls. Like, is it going to be too many? But I actually think it was like the perfect amount because let's say we only had like five people. That's so few that you're kind of just going to be together the whole time and you could kind of get sick of each other or be like, ah, just kind of the same. But I felt like there were so many opportunities to branch off and be like, okay, the girls that are into yoga can go to the yoga class. And the girls that Mm -hmm. like want to go swim can go swim. And the girls that want to have like an intimate talk and skip this activity can go do this. And it was really cool because I never like you had a different person to talk to on any different interests at any point along the trip. And like on the bus, mm-hmm. when we'd have long rides, it's like, OK, maybe you sit over by this person today and talk about this thing. And then on this bus ride, 
you sit with this person and have a totally different experience. And I feel like that made it better for everyone to have either like one other person that they could go do this thing with or another small group, but it didn't feel clicky either. No. And I like that you said that too, because for sure it did not feel clicky, but also if a group with that big of a group size, if, if there was like four or five people, like you said, that wanted to skip an activity, it didn't feel like that activity was missing people. Like it was still a big enough group where everyone still had fun and had two or three people to talk to during that thing. Exactly. And being that size, like if a few people sat out, it's not like, oh, they're off doing their own thing and they didn't want to come with this. Like you could still just focus on the people that were, there were plenty of people still doing the thing because like what morning did I not go? I didn't go kayaking. And like, I didn't feel like anyone's kayaking experience was tainted (laughs) because I wasn't there. There was like a few people that were a little afraid of kayaking or just like weren't that into it. So we all went over to a yoga shala and like did a breathing exercise and just like did our own thing. And I don't feel like we were like, oh, they're having so much fun without us. And I don't feel like the kayak <laughs> people were like, why didn't they come? Like you could just no. do whatever floated your boat. I love, well, speaking of all that, I feel like a reason that everything flowed so well too was because of how amazing our group was. Literally the first day, we're like, how did we get so lucky with this group? Truly the best people, the most up for it, positive attitude, can click with anyone, mesh with anyone, talk to anyone. All those people were on our trip. Like, we got so lucky. We really did. It makes me so curious to have other group trips because obviously I know everyone listening is an amazing drama-free person who can just be down for the cause. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, how... How can they compete? Right. It was just such a good trip. I guess a little props to us for attracting the best girlies. Okay, well, speaking of our amazing group, we should shout out really quick. Everyone that was on the trip. So shout out to Alexis, Catherine, Danielle, Hannah C, Hannah M, Jasmine, Katie, Holly, Kylie M, Isabella, Cassie, Taylor, Megan, Molly, Paige, Brenna, and of course, our driver Juan and our tour guide Alejandro. Seriously, the best group ever. Yay. I love that you mentioned them. That is fantastic. Okay, maybe some other cute things that we did. We had made the tote bags. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, we had to spoil our group. We had to get everybody something. So we, my mom thought we should get everybody a cute custom tote bag and we both, me and Allison, were like, yes, let's do it. So my mom found someone to make them. <laughs> and she found like a design and everything. So we ordered these cute custom Already Friends Resort, which I love. It literally says Already Friends Resort, October 2023, Costa Rica. Obsessed. I wish I could get it in like a sweatshirt and a hat, everything. And yeah, we had those for everybody on the first day of the trip. We had some really fun games we played, which one of those was your suggestion, the shocking fact game. That was so fun. Okay, I'll tell everyone what the game is because if especially with the holidays coming up and you guys are probably going to do gatherings for Friendsgiving and maybe like work parties. So give everyone a piece of paper and a pen and write down a shocking fact about yourself. Like it Maybe you could set a tone or a vibe for the group <laughs> yes. because everyone for ours were like, was like, what is the vibe? And we're like, just shocking. <laughs> so I know. It's just so funny. I literally have a story about this because Hannah M was like, what is the vibe? Like you said. And I was like shocking, literally verbatim what you just said. But then it would have definitely helped to have a vibe because the range of shocking for everyone was very different, <laughs> especially mine, because 
I went full shock factor. I'm like, okay, amazing. I'm going to make everyone feel very shocked with my answer. I wrote down, got my first Brazilian wax for this trip, butthole included. Well, then all of a sudden, Alejandro, our 30-year-old male tour guide, wants to come play the game. And I'm like, hand me the bowl. I have to dig mine out right now and rip that out because I am not letting everyone read this out loud in front of Alejandro. And then me have to be like, yep, that was mine. And no one else's was like that. No one else had like a shocking thing of that level. It was like, got electrocuted or doesn't know a Taylor Swift song. Like, I do agree with that. I think you need to give like a little idea of what shocking is because no one had anything of the sorts similar to mine. So I ripped it out immediately and wrote a different one. Yes. And I I guess if you are playing, it doesn't even necessarily have to be shocking. It could just be like anything people don't know about you. Mm-hmm. And so then you put them, I went OCD mode and I was like, every piece of paper needs to be the same color and ripped the same size and folded it the same way. Because I will say no one had any idea who anyone's were, which did make it more fun. Because mm-hmm. as you're going around, like truly, I feel like people had like no idea whose they were. So they were like organic guesses. It wasn't like, oh, we saw you put that in. Like that totally kills the vibe. Yeah, you definitely need the same piece of paper. I mean, at the end, we ran out of the one color paper. And then we're like, if you're opening the paper, you must cover it with your hand. So yeah, you don't want those cheaters to see based off like a pen color or handwriting the size of the (laughs) tear. I don't notice that stuff, but people did say like, oh yeah, I would totally notice that. So that is a good shout. So everyone writes it down on a piece of paper and you put it into a bowl and then bowl cup, whatever you take turns reading it. So someone takes one out reads it. And then there's a few ways you could play either that person guesses who they think it is, or it's just kind of around Robin, people just shout it out, you could have raised hands, I feel like it depends on the group size. Mm-hmm. And there's really no way to win. It's definitely not that type <laughs> of game. But it's just good to have some laughs and get to know each other. And I feel like each person has to share the behind the scenes story. So once yours gets drawn, like you've got to give the details to your situation. Mm. So then it kind of makes for fun side conversations as well. Yeah. It literally took us two nights to finish the game because of all the side stories, which we loved. We wanted those side stories and combos, but it did make it like a four hour game instead of like (laughs) a quick little thing, which you can make it quick. But yeah, definitely depends on the group size. We had such a big group where at one point we're like, okay, the person who reads the question, reads the shocking fact needs to be the only one guessing because we can't have like 30 people guessing and all this which way. So no, I I thought it turned out so fun. And it was such a good way to hear interesting stories about people or get to know them on a different level. It was great. Another thing that I had asked some people when we were walking around was what is like your biggest fear or a phobia that you have that you like never really tell people about? And that was a really interesting conversation starter because that's not something you really like lead with when you first meet people like, oh, yeah, I have this ism that like really inhibits my day to day, like me with my germs or my misophonia. Like mm-hmm. don't usually lead with that in conversation. It's not really like a cute, fun fact, but I feel like it helped a lot of people get to know each other better by being vulnerable of like, yeah, I have this thing or 
something that I would prefer if other people around me didn't do. So then you can be more cognizant if you're doing that. Like how I hate when people chew gum. So then, it, you know, people can be like, oh, I probably won't like smack gum in your ear. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I thought the game was so fun. It was hilarious when there'd be a shocking fact and everyone would jump on one person and be like, that's so this person. They're like, what the heck? No, I had to shout out Paige. She was a trooper because every time there was something controversial or illegal, mostly, everyone's like, oh, that's for sure Paige. And she's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, one was like, I got a minor in possession. So like drinking underage. Everyone's like, that's Paige. And Paige is like, guys, that wasn't me. Another one was like, someone got arrested or something. So it's just so funny. Luckily, she had a very funny sense of humor. It was just also laughing about it. But we're just like, it's just fun how you can all unpack different maybe things that you think of someone and then it's actually someone else. So I loved that. Another game we played on the long drives, like you mentioned, our bus actually had a microphone. So similar to asking questions, I think we did mostly do a lot of question games. You would go up, we had someone start and ask a question and whoever wanted to answer it could get up, go to the front of the bus, get on the mic, answer it for the whole bus. And then they would ask a different question. I thought that was really fun. Easy, good icebreaker, fun game to play. Yes. Though, who asked me? I think it was Alejandro and then I had to answer, right? Oh yeah, you went first. Yeah. So mine was, if I was stranded on an island, what Mm -hmm. one object would I bring? And I said a knife. A knife. Okay. Because then I could kill anything that I need to. I could get food. You could cut stuff to build, you know, shelter. I was really thinking of Castaway. And then we did say, okay, if you had all your survival skills, would you bring? And I said my journal. Yeah, yeah, that's so perfect. Loved using the mic on the bus. That was hilarious and so fun. I think we're getting a little long in the episodes. So I think we can do some final thoughts, some wrap ups. Was there anything that really stood out to you, maybe with the itinerary or what was your favorite activity or something that really felt special on the trip? Hmm. I think what felt most special to me was. The natural, I don't even want to say separation, but there was like the extra, like you're very extroverted and I'm much more introverted. And I feel like the extroverts magnetize together and the introverts kind of magnetize together. And I feel like that's what helped everyone sustain their energy is that there was a lot of fun, outgoing activities like the snorkeling and the swimming and... Um, some of those excursions that like the extroverts and some of those go-getters could like really have such a fun time with that to where for me, I wouldn't really say those are fun activities for me. I'm just like, I'll go along for the ride. But like, that's not really my idea of fun. And I feel like there was a good chunk of girls on the trip whose like idea of fun wasn't necessarily that either. And we maybe had more fun just like getting to breakfast early and having really deep conversations, hanging out in the yoga shala, um, talking after the cacao ceremony, going to that $5 yoga class drop-in and really getting to know each other on like a deep spiritual level. So I feel like there was a really good balance of fun in the like outgoing way and fun in the like fulfilling way for me. So I, I felt like there was a really nice balance of both activities on the trip as a whole and in different types of people that were on the trip and what they were seeking from the trip as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was something for everybody. And in the moments of free time, like you were saying, there was a lot of things booked. We were very booked and busy. It was very go, go, go. But in the times we had free time, there's always someone 
that someone could turn to, whether that was their roommate or yeah, some of the girls they were naturally drawn to. It was nice that everyone had people that mm-hmm. they could relate to. Maybe taking it to the final night, because I feel like we ended the trip on such a high note with the Already Friends Awards. So mm-hmm. the trip technically ended on Saturday, but most people were just flying home Saturday morning. So Friday night was really like our last moment together as a group with everyone there. So we went to this nice dinner and everyone got dressed up and we thought it would be a good culminating way to end the trip to do the Already Friends Awards. And we had talked about doing that before the trip even started, but obviously we could not prepare the awards before the trip because we didn't know anyone yet. So we really had to let the whole trip run its course and get to know everyone and have all of those inside jokes so that we could create the awards very specific to each person. So maybe do you want to explain like what the Already Friends Awards means? Yeah, we wanted to have something that was inaugural that would be on all of our future trips that we could bring to each trip. So we came up with the Already Friends Awards where each person is the friend that blank. So we came up with something that related to that person around friendship and what kind of friend they were. So maybe it was the friend that will always cheer you on no matter where you are. Or maybe it was the friend that's going to become your famous author friend of your favorite future mystery book. Different things like that. And it was so fun to just have a little moment where we could recognize each person and their uniqueness and what we got to talk about with them or what goals they have for the future or maybe something funny and crazy that they did that week and get to highlight that and share those funny stories from the week. So I absolutely loved it. It was such a hit. Shout out to Allison for handwriting all of the awards in such beautiful calligraphy handwriting that she does. No, it was amazing. We got to do a little award presentation, us as your two hosts, and everyone came up and if they wanted to, they give a little acceptance speech and it was it was awesome. Yeah, and I feel like we didn't go that deep with it in the moment, but relating back to our episode with Chelsea, Dr. Chelsea Shields from the spring where she talked about the five friends that mm-hmm. kind of exist and you, it's like you might have the friend who always inspires you and then you might have that friend who's like the shoulder to cry on and I feel like it's easy to look at someone else and be like, oh my gosh, well, like they're like way more funny than I am. Or that person is like a way better listener than I am. But like we all are a good friend. It's just in different ways. And like we're not Mm -hmm. all going to be able to be all of the types of friends ever. And I think that's okay. And that's part of why we wanted to do the award is like one person is probably going to be the mom friend. Shout out Alexis, who was ironically also the youngest person there, but that girl is prepared. <laughs> like she is going to be the person who has those extra things in her bag and knows where we're supposed to be at certain times and make sure everyone is there and noticed. And then you have that other friend who's like always going to be down for whatever you ask them to do. And both of those are special in their own way. And if one person tried to be like another person, that just wouldn't be authentic to them. So mm-hmm. know that in your guys' own lives, like whatever type of friendship you can offer, like is enough. And that is your unique thing. Yeah. And to certain people and to different people, you're going to be different friends. Maybe to one group of people or one person, you are the mom friend. Maybe to someone else, you're just their fun friend. So I love that show. And I think that it was so nice to appreciate different elements to each person and let everyone have their little moment of shine because each person truly was amazing. And it was great to celebrate them and have everyone also celebrate and cheer and clap for when they got that nice little 
shout out for the special thing that makes them great. Yeah. And then we kind of wrapped that up with some nice photos. Kara had her uh, nice Canon camera and Hannah was awesome and took pictures both of the group and us with each of the girls and that that way we could kind of say goodbye to everyone before they flew off the next morning and hear one-on-one what they thought of the trip and have any last nice little comments together in an intimate way before going off on our separate ways. Yeah, I think it's so nice to know that we'll now have all these different friends all across the world. Like I now have a friend in Toronto. Shout out to Cassie. And now I have friends in Florida who I can go and swim, go to the beach with them because they live five minutes on the beach. Catherine, looking at you, I will be visiting my fellow Pisces queen. So I just love that we have all these friends now that we can travel with in the future or just have that connection if we're ever in their town. Like, it's so great. Yeah. And I hope that the people that went on the trip find future things to do with each other too. That it's not even just us visiting them or us having more friends, but I think all the travelers can know that they have friends all across the country now as well. Yeah. So looking forward to staying in touch with this group. And again, the first Already Friends group trip was a success and it was seriously a wonderful group of gals and looking forward to future ones. Which speaking of that, future trips, any announcements you want to share? Nothing is anywhere set in stone yet, but... The ball is rolling. I know in our hearts, we both very much want to do another trip. I think the first step when we started actually planning this one, we had sent out the survey, which gauged interest of where people wanted to go, what budget looked like, time of year, all of those things. And you guys are the ones who chose Costa Rica. That was the number one country response from the listeners. So that is why we ended up going there because we wanted to honor what you guys wanted to do. So I think we can put the survey back in the show notes of this episode and then you can take the survey. It would be super helpful because we do definitely take that feedback into consideration. And once we garner enough results, we can start moving on to step two of picking a destination. Yeah, I think we had a lot of DMs asking for summer. I don't know if you saw that. When we're on the trip, people were like, please do another one in the summer so I can go. So maybe that's coming 2024. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I didn't even tell you this, but I worked at 1404 the weekend right when I got home. And I'm not kidding. At least probably 15 people came in and were like, I'm going on the next trip. And I had <laughs> multiple people text me and they were like, the FOMO was unreal. Please slide me the link for the next trip. And I was like, okay, we we need to get on it. Yes. Yay. Okay. Well, that was a little recap of the trip. All in all, it was amazing. It was fun. You can catch maybe some highlights on our Instagram pages. I did make a page on the website too that has a bunch of photos. Yay. You can check that out there. I'm very much looking forward to whenever we do the next one. Yeah. And I just want to say thanks again to all the girls that came on this trip with us and trusted us to lead them around Costa Rica and trusted us to bring together such an amazing group. So thank you for coming and getting out of your comfort zone to make new friends. You guys are setting the foundation to show all of our listeners around the world that this is a fun thing. And if you can do it, they can too. So thank you guys for listening. And we hope that you'll join us on our next trip or a future trip someday. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of Already Friends. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.